you can't wait another minute. You can't put it off another day. Your life is too valuable to forfeit your destiny. So let's start something new. Now, <laughs> let's go. When we are bitten by life unexpectedly, it can often cause damage beyond recognition. And the truth of the matter today is that many of us are living our lives out of the eye. Didn't see that coming experience. The perspective says no. Your faith will say that God is still fighting for me. That when your perspective tries to convince you that you are down and out, your faith will remind you that it is God who has all power in his hands, who is still working things for you. Say it again. The assertion of the fact that mercy is present means this, y'all. Without the existence of mercy, that would be different meaning if mercy wasn't present it would be another way but Jeremiah says that because of the Lord's mercies which now means that we have to shift our outlook and it has to be Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Marissa Farrell, and welcome in to another episode of the Your Next Now podcast with me, Marissa Farrell. I am so excited um, that you guys chose to join me this week. It has been a very productive week for me, and I have um, really taken the time to uh, just relax and rest and, you know, recollect and catch up on some things. And so I'm excited to have this time to still talk to you guys in the podcast setting. Um, hope all of you guys are doing well out there in um, the virtual world and your personal world and wherever you may be. Um, I'm doing good. Haven't caught any good movies this week, but I am actually into this new um, kind of murder mystery high school coming of age show. If you're like me, I love coming of age shows and um, so I'm like a Stranger Things kind of lover, and I also love, um, what's another good coming-of-age story? I actually just, oh, I'm lying. I did just watch a good movie on Netflix called Do Revenge, which is what made me watch this new show that I was referencing, and that's the show Riverdale on Netflix. I guess I'm late. Everybody else has already been to the party, so um, if you haven't checked out Riverdale on Netflix, it's a really good kind of mysterious, um, suspenseful kind of show, and if you... Um, have not checked out the movie Do Revenge. That's actually really, really funny, good. It's a friendship rom-com. It's not like a, you know, um, intimate rom-com that you normally get. So if you're like a rom-com person like me, then um, this is a good one because it's a friendship rom-com. So it's really funny, really good on Netflix, and that's my um, movie suggestion of the week. I'm going to get to watch a lot of movies tomorrow, so I'll have plenty of them to give to you guys next week because um, tomorrow I'll be on my way about this time, thank God. I'll be on my way to a vacation, um, taking some time to relax and just, you know, gather myself and, and replenish myself so that I can come back to you guys and give you all of the amazing things that I think are evolving and, and unfolding and taking place within me um, and my ministry. And hopefully that's able to bless each and every one of you. I had a really great time this week. I went to, and I had to shout, um, this woman out, her name is Pastor Jamila Gooden. Gooden. I want to pronounce that right, Gooden. Um, and she is just an amazing person. She pastors a church called Unity Charlotte International down in Charlotte, North Carolina, my second home. And um, 
I'm telling y'all, I just had an amazing time, like literally getting to meet her and just being in her church and just, you know, coming into a relationship with her because she um, is someone who just has overextended herself in the time that we've known each other. And I'm just really looking forward to how God will use her in my life and me and hers. And I mean, it, you know, I'm always blown away when God just divinely puts me in positions to meet people that I think are supposed to be in my world. And, um, but that's something I've been praying about. If you've been following the prayers on Instagram every day, these are not just prayers that I want to, you know, help the world to see and get but these are prayers that I pray over myself every single day I, I spend time um, devoting myself to finding the words to say to God to really be able to um, develop and cultivate in this season so yeah I'm excited about everything God is doing um, the inspired tribe is just growing growing weekly so if you haven't yet done so do me a favor and go and follow at inspired tribe that's I-N-S-P-I-H-E-R-E-D T-R-I-B-E on Instagram. If you are a woman who's looking for a safe space to exercise your faith freely with no judgment, no matter who you are, what background you come from, or what you do, or where you are in life, you have the Inspire Tribe behind you. And I'm excited about all that we will be doing in the future. If you're watching this right now, that means that you have subscribed to Inspire TV 24-7 on-demand streaming of all things Inspire content and Marissa Farrell Ministries content. And I think that this platform is going to be an amazing, amazing um, thing once we fully roll it out for everyone. If you're listening to this, then thank you for tuning in on my Apple and Spotify platform. So... That's my weekly check-in. Um, that's what's going on with me today. Um, and as you guys can see, I've been playing in makeup today. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I really was like playing in it, y'all. Just to kind of see like how I could do my own face. But this little, this ain't trying to let me be great. But we'll talk about that another. Anyway, so today's topic is friends. Many of us have to. All right, friends, 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 friends. We got to talk about friends. You know why? Because my friendships have been changing over these last couple months, and I have been like blown away, figuring it out, trying to figure it out, um, learning, growing. And I just decided to have a conversation about this because some of us got some raggedy friends. I mean, we got raggedy friends. Some of y'all friends is raggedy too. And y'all <laughs> don't want to admit it, but some of them are raggedy and some of them you have outgrown and some of them it has been time to leave them alone. And this is what I am learning in this season, that it is okay to outgrow people um, and it is okay to have open doors of friendship even with people that you've outgrown so just because I've outgrown you doesn't mean that we're no longer friends it just means that we're not everyday kind of friends right and I've learned to categorize my friends and put them in certain places and I've just learned to just you know kind of discern my way through friendships and I think that's one of the things that people tend to lack in this day you we lack the desire to discern but discernment will literally change your life not only will it change your life but it'll change the outcome of a lot of situations in your life like if you start to just spend time discerning things uh, before you engage in things and that's something that I actually do now with my friendships I told somebody um and I always tell people that 
I don't even put people's numbers in my phone anymore. Like I don't, when I meet them, I don't put them in my number. If if I look at my phone right now, you'll probably see that there are some people who text me quite frequently and I don't have any numbers in there because I have learned that I got to spend a time evaluating people before I elevate people. And elevation to me is just me entering your phone number in my phone. It's just me saying, hey, you're somebody who I think I'm going to talk to on a regular and someone who I expect to be talking to in the future. So let me go ahead and store your number in my phone. Everybody's not worth your storage. I mean, like, and I'm talking about your phone storage, your mental storage, your physical storage, your emotional storage. And too many of us have elevated people without first evaluating people. And, you know, we find out that they're not worth the price of putting them in our storage in our space right and um I actually have learned in this 33rd year of my life that it's not just okay to discern and evaluate your friendships it's okay to ask people why they're here and that's another thing that I think that people are afraid to do we're afraid to um not just spend the time discerning right because discernment takes time and that's how you develop friendships we'll talk about that later once I get to those those tips about friendships but you develop friendships in time. You can't just, you know, overnight friends. And a lot of people want to just be overnight friends. Like, I'm your overnight BFF. No, 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 no. The only persons that are in my life that I consider my best friends, I've known them for years upon years upon years. My very best friend in life, who people will probably look at me and say, oh, that's your best friend? Yeah, she's my very best friend in life. We were born a day after each other. We have been in each other's lives for 33 long years. There's nothing that you can't tell me about her that would shock me. There's nothing that I'm sure you could tell her about me that would shock her. She is my absolute best friend, right? Long story short, we we are scared to spend the time discerning, but we're also afraid to ask people, why are you here? That is something that you got to start asking people if you want to, number one, protect your space, protect your storage, and protect your peace. Discerning is just recognizing something. It's just perceiving something. It is being able to distinguish something. And when you add the Holy Ghost on top of the, the, the physical definition of discernment, that Holy Ghost will just start nudging you and tapping on your shoulder and saying, yeah, no, they may not necessarily be for you, right? They, they may not necessarily be someone who is divine. And I've been praying in my prayers every morning, and you all can see that I'm praying for divine connections, right? Because divine connections will not drain you, right? The blessings of the Lord make it one rich and add of no sorrow. If a friendship has been blessed by God and this friend and union has been blessed by God, it will be something that will add to your life, that will not take away from your life, but something that will add to your life. And I'm getting into my my little tips here very early in this this conversation but you know it's fine because we're free and we're flowing in this thing but a lot of us have to start evaluating people right and we have to start discerning people and we have to start being able to spend the time that it takes to allow people to go and grow through seasons of our lives but some of us we deal with some raggedy people and the problem that I think that I'm witnessing the most with people and not just with myself is when you are a good person and you're a good friend and so your morals and your values lend you to being a friend to a fault or a friend to the point of enablement or a friend to the point of being loyal to that fault right 
And we've all heard these terms before, but maybe you are the person who has never heard of these terms and maybe nobody's ever called you out and challenged you to like see yourself in this conversation. Well, see yourself in this because number one, you are a main event, right? You are someone who was not born to be basic. You are someone who has value on their life. You are someone who is someone, right? When you start to look at yourself that way, then you have to start evaluating the people around you, right? Because you are only as good as your circle, right? We are only as strong as our surroundings. The people that we position ourselves around is the standard that we have for ourselves. Who you are surrounded by is literally your standard. And so you got to start evaluating your circle because the people that you keep around you will de define the heights to which you go. My father used to tell me all the time, and I used to just think like, Okay, sure. But when you meet a bunch of unmotivated people, if you yourself are not that lead person, that alpha, that anchor person who is able to pull people into the, the place or the realm that you operate in, especially as far as motivation or faith or um, hustle, grind, whatever you want to call it, you're going to find yourself only being as inspired as they are, right? So if they're not inspired, you're going to live an uninspired life. If you're constantly around people who don't just lack motivation, but people who lack goals and dreams and visions, you're never going to find yourself developing those dreams and visions. It wasn't until I walked in a room with millionaires that I started thinking bigger. It wasn't until I started walking in a room with people who carry conversations that are more high level than the ones that I was having that I started realizing, no, it's time for me to start carrying high level conversations. People who started, who I saw walking in authority that was able to unlock the authority inside of me and make me feel like, no, 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 you can't keep devaluing yourself and keep looking at yourself as less than it's time for you to walk in your authority as well. And so I'm saying that to say the people you are surrounded by will define the height to which you go in your life. They will define your standard, the standard that you set for yourself, the standard that you operate in, the things that you do. And so you have to begin to discern people and you have to begin to dismantle Fake friendships, right? No new friends. Come on, Drake. No new friends. We don't need that. Away your real friends at. Right. I'm a little y'all know. I'm I'm gonna listen to Drake all all day. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to Drake, right? But Drake says it best, you know, and I'm not saying that to say no new friends. I'm not saying don't go, like I'm not saying don't open yourself up to allowing people to come into your space, enter into your space and be in your space. I am saying that you have to be more responsible over your space, right? And I want you to, that's what I want you to understand today. You have to be more responsible over your space because your space is not just your standard, but your space is your safety. It's the place where you safely develop, you safely grow, you safely cultivate. It's like an incubator, right? Your life is your incubator. It's that thing that you spend the most time in developing and growing and stretching. And so the people that you allow into the incubator with you will determine the height to which you go. So if they are not people who are pulling you into greater, then they are pulling you back. If there are not people who are pushing you into better, then they are people who are pushing you back. And so it's time for us to start defining and discerning the friendships that we have in our lives. There's this conversation that I had um, with a relative of mine who is now going to be with the Lord, God rest our soul. And she often taught us as young kids about different types 
of people, right? So we have friends and then we have associates. Um, you have friendships and then you have people you associate with. And again, it's okay for everybody to not carry the title of friend, right? But but you gotta, you know, the Bible gives us very clear instructions, right? To, as far as um, love is concerned and loving one another. And then let's go there. Let's go there. First Corinthians, right? First Corinthians 13. This is a, 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 our, our scripture that we go to every time, and I'm going to go there right now, um, about love. And it is the true definition of love. And we must love everyone, you know, as God has loved us, and love thy neighbor as you love yourself. That's love. That's not necessarily friendship, right? Just because I love you doesn't mean that I'm friends with you, right? Let's determine the definition of friendship. A friend is a person whom one knows and whom one has a bond with. When God instructs us that the principal command is to love thy neighbor as you love yourself, God is commanding us to love everybody with the love of Christ, with the way that Christ loves us, and with the way that we are supposed to love one another, right? But just because I love you with the love that Christ extended to me doesn't mean that I know you, right? But a friendship is one who knows. So 1 Corinthians 13, Paul is teaching the church um, at Corinth, and what he says is uh, that love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrong. <clears throat> love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails. That is a blank, not a blanket. It's a very detailed blanket, but it is a blanket definition of how we are to treat everybody, right? With that kind of love, a love that is in fact patient. I don't know you, but I got to be patient with you. A love that does not envy. That's the problem. We see a lot of people in the world that we don't even know, but be envious of them, right? A love that does not boast. We don't boast about ourselves and who we are and what we have. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs, right? Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. And it always perseveres. This is the kind of love that we are instructed to love everybody with, all right? So we love people according to the biblical definition of what love is. But then when you start to get into friendship, you got to add a bond on top of that, right? So when we talk about friendship, we're talking about the fact that we're bonded with a person. And so there are, there are differences between people who I associate with, who I am commanded to love, right, which is the, which is the capital and the principal command, right? But then there's a, a friendship that is defined in bonding with a person, right? So when we start talking about constituents, I mean, when we start talking about association, we define this by three different types of individuals. Number one, you have constituents. Back to this conversation that my, my aunt had with me. So constituents are people who are of a voting community or organization, right? Constituents are people who are part of one specific organization or community, which means that we are from the same collective, but just we're, because we're from the same collective does not mean that we are compatible. Just because we come from the same place, the same community, or we operate under the same umbrella does not mean that we are bonded in friendship or that we know one another. And one of the 
detriments that I have seen people run into is when we make people friends just because we come from the same place, just because we've been through the same thing, just because we share a similar story. Sharing a similar story don't always necessarily mean that you're my friend because at the end of the day, you can be a constituent of mine and not necessarily be my friend. We can come from the same collective and still not be compatible because friendship and bonding is built on a multi-point system. It's like when you get your car checked up, they they check it up on, on a multiple point system, right? They want to check this, 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 and this. When we're talking about friends, the bonding of a friendship is not built in a surface space. It's built in something much deeper. So it's not just because we share the same story, but we share the same thought process. We share the same um, understanding. We share the same emotions. We share similar, not necessarily the same, similar emotions. And so one of the levels of associations are constituents. And a lot of people make their constituents their friends and your constituents aren't necessarily friends. The next type of association is comrades. A comrade is a companion who shares one's activities or is a fellow member of an organization. When you have a comrade, it is someone who shares in the same activities that you share in, meaning they are for what you are for. And your comrades might even be against what you are against, but that still doesn't make them your friend. And see, we get real tricky when we want to make friendships out of people who we share the same dislike for other people for and with. It gets sticky when we decide in that we are going to make friends out of people who ultimately share the same like we have for a person or the same dislike we have for a person. And a lot of people have made friendships with common enemies. Just because we share the same enemies don't necessarily make us friends. Because at the end of the day, a lot of those people you share enemies with were once friends with the people who are now your enemies. That's the reality of it. I've seen it happen. I've even seen it happen in my life where I built a friendship with a person who we share a mutual situation for concerning another individual, right? And that was something that put us in association with one another. But before I made this person my friend, we walked through association, right? So there has to be levels to friendship. It can't just be that we just jumped into a friendship, right? So when you're talking about comrades, you're talking about people who are companions that share the same activities. So they could, they could like who you like. They could be against who you're against. They can be for what you're for. They may very well be against what you are against. But just because we share a mutual love or dislike for a thing or a person doesn't necessarily mean they were friends. And see, I can't necessarily count on you to be my friend just because we built a relationship in the middle of a common dislike. It's something that we got to consider. So we have constituents, we have comrades, and then after that you have confidants. Confidants are persons with whom one shares a secret or private matter, trusting them not to repeat it to others. Someone you confide in, but may not necessarily confide in you. And here's what the tricky thing is about a confidant. A confidant is somebody who you can share something with, who you trust to not tell anybody else, right? Specifically, we're talking about secrets. 
you may trust a person to not share your secrets. But at the end of the day, a friend and the difference between a confidant and a friend is that a friend, you don't have to worry about trusting them not to because there's already a mutual respect and understanding for a person who does not want to. I have no desire to share my friends' secrets, their stories, their background, their their current. Their, I don't have any desire because when that's my friend, I'm going to cover them. When that's my friend, I'm going to watch out for them. When that's my friend, I'm going to constantly look out for them. When that's my friend, I'm going to make sure that there's never a time. And their, their business is never on the chopping block. It's never up for a discussion because you're my friend. So I don't have to worry about trusting you to not say anything because I already trust you. The trust is there, right? But with a confidant, you still got to be cautious. Mm, are you willing to tell my business? And then the real question is, are you going to tell my business when we fall out from one another? See, a real friend? Let me tell you about real friends. Real friends don't get mad at you and go spread your business. Now, that's, now let me tell you something. Somebody want to hit the bell right there, hit the track. Because I done seen too many people who get mad at you and want to go tell your business. No, real friends going to cover you because real friends understand that even if we fall out, what we built cannot be broken. That's real friendship. And... I've seen people fall out with other people and want to go tell other people's business, right? So if you're the kind of person or you've encountered the kind of person who decides that because we've fallen out, I no longer want to keep confidential business, they may have been a confidant, but they were not a friend. They were someone who you could talk to when the time was convenient for the both of y'all. But the minute you recognize that you're no longer benefit to me or I'm no longer benefit to you, then the confidant might very well spill the things that you may share to them in secret. Where a friend would understand that even if me and my friend are not necessarily in the same space in this season, what we built cannot be broken to the degree that I will go and break the confidence, not confidant, right? The confidence that we have had and we have developed over time and over seasons and over situations, over tears, over mutual exchanges, over, over a bonding, over understanding one another. That's the difference between the confidant and the friend. And a lot of times we make people who... We want to be able to talk to, we want to be able to tell our business to, we want to be able to share with, we make them friends when the bonding of covering has not been made solidified, right? And there's a difference between I just became your friend and I'm willing to listen to your secrets and I'm willing to hold your secrets as long as we friends versus I'm your friend for life. And even if we're not on the same page in this season, I have no desire to uncover you because you're going to always be my friend. And I'm going to always hold you down. There's a difference between a confidant and a friend. So when we start talking about friends, y'all got to get rid of these raggedy friends, these fake friends, these friends that really aren't friends, friends that may very well be comrades, constituents, or confidants. People who want to be your friend but don't haven't necessarily done the work to deserve and understand and earn the title of friendship. I gave this to you earlier. A friend is a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection and typically is considered exclusive. So let's consider this. When we start talking about this definition, it says a person whom one knows. Knowing speaks to time and seasons. Write this down. We cannot be friends until we have walked through at least a year of seasons. And I'm talking about 
not a year of physical seasons. I'm talking about the seasons of life. We went through a year you being broke. We went through a year you not having. We went through a year you being emotionally upset. We went through a year of grief. We went, I'm talking about friendship is really something that is constantly developing because it is a bonding that is being made throughout the course of time, right? Friendships are developed in seasons. I can't necessarily make you my friend and we have never walked through the seasons of life together, right? Because you could be my friend in this season, but not be able to be my friend in another season. And here's the difference, right? Between those three categories that we uh, talked about earlier versus friendship, those three categories fall out in certain seasons and that's it. A friend can fall out in a season with you and still have the maturity to come back to you in another season and be able to be a friend. And number one, be able to ask for forgiveness for the time that y'all fell out. And number two, you be the one who's willing to forgive them. That's how friendships operate. That's how friendships work. And so when you start to look at the definition of friendship, it says a person who one knows. Friendships are developed in time and in season. Y'all, I got one request. I I have one request. I have one request. Please stop making these people y'all friends overnight and y'all BFFs overnight and y'all best friends overnight. You can't be my best friend and I have known you for two years. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. Not for me. Not in my book. I love you. You cool. I even like hanging out with you. Let's go to dinner. Let's shop. Let's go, baby. Let's go on a trip. Let's go out the country. But you can't be my friend. You can't be my best friend. No, we can, we can start developing a friendship, but you can't be my best friend. Y'all, please stop with these overnight best friends. It's not going to work. Because a friend, the definition of, is one whom one knows. You need time to know people. And not only do you need time to know people, but you need tests to know people. Okay? Whenever it is that, that, that people wanted to know what you knew in school, they would test you. Right? And I'm not saying go around testing your friends, but you need the test of life to define whether you know a person or not. You need to understand how a person act when you broke, when they broke, when you mad, when they mad, when you got money and you, they got money, when when they got new friends and you got new friends. You need to understand people in the test of time. But this is what the definition of friendship says. It says a person whom one knows. But not only that, it says a person to whom one has a bond, right? Bond not only speaks to time because bonds can only be developed in time, but bond speaks to connection and agreement. When I am bonded with a thing, I have a connection with a thing. When I'm bonded with a thing, I have an agreement with a thing, right? When you look at the definition of bonding, a bond to something, to be bound to something is a relationship between people or groups based on shared feelings, interests, and experiences is a connection. It's two surfaces or objects that have been joined together, especially in the means of adhesiveness, right? Adhesive means sticky. We done been through through some sticky situations and them sticky situations stuck us together and we together for real, for real. To be joined and to be joined securely. When you start talking about bonding specifically in um, chemistry, when you look at a chemical bond it's a strong force of attraction holding atoms together that's why bonding to me can really only be done in the spirit because you need the strength of a god who has that who is defined by by his divinity and by his wisdom the bonding of two individuals right i'm talking about the kind of bonds that are only built 
through and by God. That's what I'm talking about. When you're talking about a chemical bond, we're talking about a, a, a something that's being held together, right? That's how God does when God has divine friendships for us. He will cause you to bond with people in a way that will hold you together. Think about the relationship between David and Jonathan. This is not my Bible study. Y'all got to subscribe to um, Inspired Tribe TV in order to get the Bible study on that. And I actually do a Bible study on friendships. But look at the relationship between David and Jonathan. This is your challenge. Go read your word and look at the relationship between David and Jonathan. Look at the way God bonded them together, the way he divinely knit them together in the spirit he knit them together in friendship and that's why when you start talking about friends friends are really spiritual friends can't necessarily be also natural right because friendship according to this definition friends are are, are people who are bonded through connection and agreement it's a bond but then that's not only what it says the definition goes on to say a mutual affection right when you start talking about mutuality mutuality you're talking about speaking to oneness and agreement you're talking about speaking to consistency you're talking about speaking to um things that are developed not just in time but in tests and in situations and in seasons and now we have a like-minded agenda we have a like-minded understanding we share like-mindedness and concern in our friendships and that's why some of y'all got raggedy friends because some of y'all can't even agree with the, with, the, with the stuff you and your friends be talking about y'all be talking about stuff that y'all don't even like each other y'all don't even like each other y'all don't even get along but you want to hold them to your friend because you don't like being lonely and let me tell you something you better be careful you better be god awfully careful making friends with people because you don't like to be lonely because you will mess around and be a lonely mess and be stuck in a mess and tied up and tangled up with people who are going to take you further than loneliness can ever hurt you. See, loneliness hurts, but it's a whole other thing when you got people that are messing around, put stuff in your name, have you out here and that, have you out here with your whole um, situation exposed to the world, talking about this, blowing your stuff like this. Them people not your friends. And the problem that I have is that too many of us get around people who talk like we talk and do what we do and they sin how we sin. And, and I'm going to put that out there because that's exactly how y'all do and y'all develop something through connection and that connection becomes very much so dangerous because now you done poured out your whole heart to somebody who is not divinely sent to be your friend who is not divinely sent to cover you just because i'm connected to you don't mean that i that you gonna cover me just because you're connected to me does not mean that you're going to cover me. Just because we share a connection doesn't mean that they're even equipped to cover you. Friendships are developed in the spirit realm. That's why the definition of friendships talks to bond, talks to mutual affection. It talks to knowing someone. So here are five top five signs of toxic friends. And I'm getting off of here because I got to go. Five signs of toxic friends. People who are unpredictable. If they're unpredictable, you can't know them. That's what the definition says, you know them. You cannot know them if they're unpredictable, which means that they're not your friend, okay? So if you are dealing, and I'm, I'm trying to say, baby, I came to, I, I came to kill a demon today because some of y'all need to let go of these raggedy friends. If they are unpredictable, they are not your friend. The definition of friendship is somebody who you know. I can't know you, and every day you changing something up. And I'm talking about every day you changing up from the way you talk to your accent to your hair color to your address. I'm talking about people who change address like you change your drawers. I can't take it. I'm just being real, y'all. That's something wrong. It's something in the background. You have no stability. I'm trying to, like, listen, I understand life gets to y'all, but if your friend can't keep the same address for at least a year, that's, that's a sign of a lack of stability. You got to start dealing with stable people. So this is five signs of toxic friendship. They're unpredictable, all right? Not only are they unpredictable, but people who gossip regularly. 
Is my mic on? Hello? Hello? People who gossip, I'm talking to myself. They are not your friends. Can I tell you why they're not your friends? Because if they're gossiping about other people, and this is this old school, this classy, nine times out of ten, they gossiping about you too. That's their character. That's who they are. They like to gossip. So you dealing with gossip and Gloria and you want to call her your friend with all actuality, gossip and Gloria out here gossip, gossiping about you. Because the same person who carried you a bone, this is what my mama used to tell me, they are carried to somebody else. Those are not your friends. Another sign of people who are not your friends, it's all about them and their problem. Lord, oh, I can't stand the me, 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 me person. It's me, 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 me. It's all about me. It's about what I'm going through. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. It's so much drama. It's always something. Oh, my God. My man did this. Oh, my God. My girlfriend did this. Oh, my God. My daddy did this. Something is wrong if something is always wrong. Put it, just put it out there. Let's let's tweet that. Let's hashtag that. Let's put it on something. Something is wrong if something is always wrong. If something is all. And the crazy thing is, I remember being young and rambunctious and something always was wrong with me because I was I wanted to be the center of attention. I was 20-something years old. I was a Gemini. 20-year-old Geminis, we wild. We crazy. We want, the, we want the attention. At 33, I don't want the attention. Y'all can keep the attention. I'm saying this. If something is always wrong, something is wrong. And it's not just something that's wrong with them, but it's something wrong with their minds. So you don't want to make friendships out of people who, are, again, once again, I said this earlier, unstable. You unstable in all your ways. And um, the fourth sign is that they don't respect you, you or your boundaries. <coughs> Excuse me. A person that doesn't respect you. I need to sip in my water, y'all. I don't know. I just got caught up. See what I'm saying? <laughs> a person that doesn't respect you or your boundaries is not your friend, right? Because a friendship, once again, goes back to knowing somebody. If you know me, you know I hate to be disrespected. You disrespect me and it's a wrap. You you did you can do a lot of things to me. You can you can talk your opinion. You can say what you want. You can be free. You can go off. You can say what you need to say. Get it out. You can vent. You can let it all go. But the minute you disrespect me, it's a wrap. I can't do people who disrespect me. So you can't be my friend if you don't respect me. But most of all, you don't respect my boundaries. My boundaries are spiritual. So if I say I'm not doing that, don't ask me again. If I say that's not something I'm into, don't ask me again. You you free to do whatever you want to do. You can do it around me because guess what? I'm not a judgmental person. I can't tell you what to do, what you can't do. But don't, but if I say I'm not doing it, don't keep trying to entice me to do it because you ain't nothing but the devil at that point. You're not even not just my friend. You a whole demon. You a whole demon. You act a demonic. But that's how it goes when people are not your friend. But here is the number one sign of toxic friendships. If you are physically, mentally, and emotionally, and specifically financially drained by people, they are not your friends. Friendships do not drain you. They add value to you. And that leads me into the five things that define a healthy friendship. Healthy friendships are defined by people who add to your life. If your life is better because they are in it nine times out of ten, they are a healthy friend. If you look out for each other. That means that the respect is there. It's mutual. That's what the definition talked about. A bond of mutual affection. I love you so much that I'm you're not just gonna look out for me. I'm gonna look out for you because friendships are give and take. It is a a, a mutual exchange. It's not just a transactionist, right? A transactionist is someone who looks at it as if you are going to do for me because I do for you. 
a friendship says, I love you so much that I'm going to do for you no matter whether you do it for me or not because I love you unconditionally, and that's how friendships work. The third sign of a, of a healthy friendship is you respect one another's boundaries, right? Someone who is not going to try to push you beyond what you want to do. Um, you listen, and they listen, right? It's, it's a mutual exchange. This is, number, this is number four. It's a mutual exchange of understanding, right? So I'm not just always listening to your problems, but we listen to one another's. Um, and not everything will be appreciated, right? We ain't always going to be on the same page. I'm not always like the things that my friends say to me, and my friends sometimes got to check me and say stuff that I don't like to hear. But at the end of the day, if I need to hear, I need to hear it. So that's the sign of a healthy friendship. But the number one sign or the number the number five for those who are counting up um, is that you are um, you're interested in them. And um, that, I think, is something that a lot of people miss. You know, you you know, a lot of people are interested in people because of what they bring and, and, and what they do. When in all actuality, your interest in a person has to be based on who they are. So when I start talking about my friends, I'm talking about people who I'm interested in just because you are who you are, right? Not because of what you do, right? So I, that's that's why people, I don't let people in my life because I, I, let me tell you something, I can't stand people that want to be my friend because I'm Marissa Farrell. I don't even know what that means. Who Who is that? Do you know who that is? Because if you did know, you'd be like, well, Marissa Farrell is Marissa Farrell, right? Like, Marissa girl, hey girl. So when we start talking about friends, you got to start talking about people who you're interested in because they are who they are. People who love you because, not because you're Marissa Farrell, but because Marissa Farrell is a kind person. Marissa Farrell is a comedian at heart. If you know me, you know that I am one of the funniest people in the world. I like Marissa Farrell because she's a cook, and I like to go over house and cook and eat good because she's gonna cook she's gonna throw down i like marissa farrell because there's nothing that she would not do for her friends there's there's not a, a thing she wouldn't do a thing she wouldn't buy an item on her back that you can't have a thing out of her house that she wouldn't give if you were in need of it that is who marissa farrell is and so when you start talking about loving people for who they are and find the interest in who they are make sure you can discern and evaluate those friendships in your life because some of y'all got raggedy friends and you need to rid your life of raggedy friends. That's the word of the day. So I'm over my time, y'all. I got to get out of here until next week. It's your girl, Marissa Farrell. Do me a favor. Start something new. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Take the time to start it right here, right now. Maybe this time next week I'll have a guest on the podcast. We don't know. But listen, stay tuned. Share the podcast with somebody that you know. Do me a favor. Hit that share button. If you're on Spotify or Apple right now, there is a little arrow somewhere in that box that says share it. Copy the link. Share it to your stories. Tell someone else to listen if you enjoyed this podcast. But not only that, do me a favor. Leave a review, especially on Apple platforms. It helps us to rank higher so that people can find our podcast and more people can hopefully be blessed by a conversation like you were. I'm out of here until next week, but I can't wait to talk to you guys again. So listen, do me a favor, start something new now. I'm out.